Welcome to the Wolf Whistle, the podcast that interviews and celebrates the former players of our great club, Wolverhampton Wanderers. Welcome to the Wolf Whistle. Welcome to the second edition in our Chorley Trilogy series of podcasts. Wolves have drawn Chorley in the FA Cup and there's no better people to speak to than the former players who played against Chorley in 1986. We're going right down to the south coast tonight, all the way to sunny Torquay where we've got former striker Dean Edwards. Dean, how are you mate? I'm very well, thank you Jase bit bored with this covid but uh something we've all got to get on with oh we have mate what's the weather like down there because every time i've come down to see you it's always been sunny yeah it's not bad to be fair um i spoke to my family up in the midlands and when it was snowing and that and uh to be honest we've had none of that yet and it's still quite warm so it's helping me with my uh arthritis and that <laughs> flipping it what that's not from the football is it it bloody is from the football yeah it's uh <laughs> It's um, it's catching up on me now, mate. Oh, flipping it. It's catching up on us all, mate. Anyway, um, so Wolves have drew Chorley. It's actually next Friday, the game. It's been moved forward uh, 24 hours. Now, uh, the, the trilogy of games, as I call it, we, we the first game uh, was at Burnham Park. It was one all. The second game, the replay on, on the, uh, only three days later, was one all at Molyneux. Matt Foreman scored. And you come on a sub in that one. Um, I mean, when when you was at Wolves at the time, listen, Dean, you're a local lad. It, it wasn't a particularly great time for the club. But when you draw a side like Chorley in the first round of the FA Cup, I suppose subconsciously you think, well, actually, we could go on a, a cup run here. Yeah, I mean, I, I suppose at the end of the day, when you're a team that's in, in the ascendancy and you want to, you know, you're doing well, it's quite easy to think that way. But we knew once the draw was made, it was a potential banana skin. Yeah. I mean, it, it's. Uh, I think the thing was, it was probably the lowest point, and it, it, you know, you can only go so far down. Um, and I think that's where we were, Chorley. Even at home, Chorley at home, when we get a draw with them, you know, it, it was just, you know, Bully had just signed and Tomo had just signed. I think they they were sitting in the stands, and I think they thought, "What the hell have we done here?" Yeah, I think that was that was one of the, the stories that have come out of that game. But I think it was a time when Graham and Turner had just taken over, and I, I think when you look at the team that he picked, I think he picked three different teams for the three different games. Yeah, he did. Um, and I think he was probably the club was in massive transition then. Yeah, and. You know, there was a few old lads he was getting rid of, like myself and that. And there's a few new lads he was trying to bring in, like Bull and, and Tomo and, and, you know, Robbie Dennison and that. Um, and I think it was just the time that, you know, Wolves fans probably realised that it, it was a, it was probably the lowest point in, in their history, basically. Oh, 100%. I mean, it, I'll tell you what's interesting, Dean, and I only worked, well, I only calculated this the other day, out the three games... Uh, two were at Burnham Park, one was at Molyneux. The actual lowest attendance was the one at Molyneux, 4,790. Now, you come on a sub in that game, Dean. Um, like you said, it's a potential banana skin. Um, I mean, for a striker coming on, you, you, I suppose you subconsciously think, you know what, it's your chance for me to get the winner here. Mm. I mean, you know, it, it was one of them games that I do, I do have a, not a, selective memory it's just the fact that I have really forgot about those games I mean yeah. there's games in your career what you really like to 
get to the forefront of your memory. Yes. But that was a game that I really wanted to forget. I mean, I was being sort of pushed out by Graham Turner. It was the start of it. And yeah. I think he, he must have thought at the time, well, I'll stick him on the bench because he's a forward. But I think he literally gave me about five minutes, ten minutes, I think. Um, and, you know, it was pouring with rain. As you said, it was probably one of the lowest crowds yeah. ever at Molyneux. You know, they were up for it. They were getting stuck in and, you know, we were just disjointed. And, you know, I don't think I ever got near... I don't think we had a shot, to be honest <laughs> with you. But like I said, I was on for five minutes. Um, you know, yet as a forward, you always hope you're going to score the winner and it might have changed something. But as far as my personal experience was, I don't think I was ever going to change Graham's mind if I'd have gone and scored that trick. Well, I think that's the thing. The problem was with Graham Turner, for people that didn't listen to Dean's full story in the podcast, which is really interesting. Obviously, you're a young man. Uh, you went to, initially you went to Shrewsbury Town. You're doing really well there. Um, and, and it was Graham that, that sadly got rid of you. And then yeah. you, you come to Wolves. And then next thing you know, Graham Turner takes over and you just, you know yeah. your days are numbered, don't you, Dean? Yeah. Well, I, I said in the first podcast, if it had given me another free transfer, I'd have to kick me because it was that trick. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. Um, the, luckily for you, uh, actually that game, I believe, didn't you come on for Neil Edwards, Dean? I think you did, didn't you? I did come on for Neil. I mean, you know, obviously the story with Neil, Neil's, you know, he, he hit the ground running when he signed for Wolves. Yes. He was he was on fire. He was the, you know, he, he probably would have done what Steve Bull done for Wolves, apart from a bad knee injury. Yeah. But you know, I got on well with Neil. Um, he he was playing, and I don't think he was ready to play. If I'm honest with you, he was nowhere near fit. Yeah. Um, he's you know, his knee was shot, and Graham sort of obviously through Ron Dukes, who was his right hand man, I think he discovered Neil if I if my memory yeah, serves me right. Yeah, Old Winford. Yeah. Um and I think he, he probably thought, well look, maybe we can get him back to his best, but yeah, you know, I think, you know, it was unfair on Neil to rush him back and he played and, you know, obviously that game it was uh, I don't think they could have probably had uh, they could have pro- probably had um, Harry Kane up front. I don't <laughs> think they'd have done any they wouldn't have done any better. They'd have still probably got beat. I mean, I think you're, you was probably quite grateful, really. Uh, the replay, um, was, the second replay was at Burnham Park, the one we lost 3-0, which was on November the 24th. I believe you all travelled up, didn't you? And you was at Blackpool to start with, Dean. I certainly was, and that's where I think I probably fell out with Graham again because uh, I remember, we, for some reason, we stopped at Blackpool um, before we played Chorley. Now, I, I could have this wrong, but I, I'm almost certain I'm right. Yeah. We stopped at an hotel in Blackpool before we went on to Burnham Park. And uh, we all went out a walk along the seafront. Um, and I remember there were, as we come back in the hotel, I think that I just saw a door open with the television on. A few of the lads watching the telly. And I thought, um, I'll just, as I walked in, I, I must have said it for some reason. I think when things are against you and you say the wrong thing at the wrong time, I think I remember walking through the door and I think I remember saying, I hope that bastard plays me tonight. And he was sitting behind the door. <laughs> so I definitely didn't play in that game and I think that might have had something to do with it. But, you know, when your time's up. Uh, listen, Dean, if you'd have played in that, mate, we'd have won 3-0. I wouldn't worry about it. <laughs> well, I keep telling the lads that. They can't blame me for Chorley. I mean, you know, I didn't play in the first one. I play, I come on for five minutes in the second one and I think I sat in the, sat in the stands in the third one. Um, I felt for the lads. 
I really yeah. felt for the lads. I mean, they were on an hiding to nothing. Um, and, you know, these non-league teams, they can, you know, when they've got the tails up, they can really destroy you. They, I mean, if Graham had been two years into his, you know, sort of management yeah. at Wolves and they got beat 3-0, it would have probably got in the sack. Yeah. Because I remember, I mean, I've been, at, before I signed for Wolves, I was playing for Telford and we were known as massive giant killers. I mean, we knocked out Northampton, Lincoln, uh, Everton, we went to Everton and I played in a match at Rochdale um, at Spotland and Brian Greenoff was the manager and we hammered him 4-1 and he got the sack straight after that game. Oh. Um you know, so it, it, I feel for I feel for like probably not so much Premier League teams, but definitely League One, League Two teams, and then there were third and fourth division teams going to non-league sides because for some reason they just seem to up their game when they're playing league yeah. sides. So they've got a point to prove. So that's quite interesting, Dean. Really, so you've seen both sides of the giant killing act. So obviously you've been at Wolves when we've got knocked out by a smaller club, and you've been at a smaller club like Telford and beat a bigger club. Um, yeah. You know, and, and, and anything can happen in the FA Cup. Obviously, this match that's coming up, <laughs> listen, I, I can't foresee us in any way, shape or form losing. Um, mm. You know, it obviously depends what, what, what team he picks, etc. But even if he picks the weakest physical possible team available, I, I can't see Chorley giving us any problems, can you? Uh, no, I don't. But again, you talk about John Kelly. When I was at Torquay, we played West Ham and they had... Alvin Martin and Paul Goddard. I mean, they had they they were really flying, yeah. and we beat them one nil. I mean, they must have had thirty shots of goal. We had one <laughs> scored, you know. So yeah. anything can happen in the FA Cup, and anything can happen in football. I wouldn't rule out any shock result against anybody, but yeah. what I would say is that I think that the you know Nuno in the situation that he's in at the moment, the last thing he'd want is a, is a slip up in this. Oh. He's got to go and finish the task off like Tottenham did with Marine, because like you say, Tottenham beat Marine five nil, but you know they should have beat them twelve thirteen yeah. nil uh, and didn't do that job. I mean, you know the, the gap nowadays is a lot. I think it's a lot smaller if I'm honest with you. But depending on what side he puts out, if he puts the kids out the under twenty threes. Then he could he could he could have a problem. Yeah, because look, surely they're gonna look. They've already beat Derby. They're a well organised side. Um, obviously, they're going to be used to be uh, playing on their own pitch, etc. So there's going to be quite you know a few things obviously to their advantage. Um, and you know what? They're gonna they're gonna see Wolves, and they are gonna whoop their game. That's a fact. You know, they're not going to treat it like a conference game. Listen, whatever side he puts out, all I'm hoping is we give West Brom a stuffing on the weekend and then the following week, when we do play Chorley, he does put out a strong team, you know, sends a message out almost in as much as the, it, it, I think it would do the players the world a good to, to stick five or six past anyone and just give them some confidence in front of goal. I mean, wouldn't it be great if Fabio Silva, for example, scored a couple? Well, that'll be an interesting game for Fabio Silva because I don't think he's going to quite know what he's in. Because as soon as one of them builders come through the back of him and, 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 and knock him about three foot into the other side, because at non-league level they still play like old, old you know, they still play yes. like twenty years ago. Yeah. You know, there's some rough lads in there, and once he's had a couple of elbows in the back of his head, you know, he might say welcome to England, and he might start understanding what this game's all about. Yeah, yeah, be, be. because. Be, what I've seen of him over the last four or five games, that is part of his game that he's really got to start a step up to the mark now. He's got to get more physical because 
you know, I know the game's changed and it's all about passing and various things, but he's really got to sort of get physical now because he's going to find it very difficult if he doesn't. Yeah, and I mean, to be honest, Dean, you're in management um, at a not too dissimilar level. Obviously, you're manager of Barnstable Town now. I know, obviously, because of COVID, it's been interrupted again. But once again, you know, you're, you're, you, I mean, you've got some great players down there. I've been to watch them. Um, but you know these players have got jobs in the week, haven't they? And, and but sometimes this is what they look forward to on a weekend, isn't it? Well, you know, even with our, believe it or not, even with our team, I mean, some lads, if we've got a three o'clock kickoff. They might turn up at two thirty because they've had to work till one o'clock. Yeah. You know, and and they they will come on and give it a full, you know, a full blood and guts performance. Yeah. And again, like I said, I, I really can't see an upset, but. If Wolves are not, you know, if Wolves are not up for it, anything could happen. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, hopefully there will be. Now, um, I did. Uh, I asked Vince Bartram for his uh, prediction, but Vince wouldn't commit to a scoreline, and he went for an away win to Wolves. Um, but I'm sure, Dean, you're going to give us a scoreline. What do you think the score will be between Chorley and Wolves next Friday? I think it'll be a reverse of the game back in '86, and it will be three 0 to Wolves. Brilliant. Well. Well, I sincerely hope so. Uh, um, and we'll get our arm back on them. Brilliant, brilliant. And, I, and I'm sure Nuno now knows all about Chorley in 86, doesn't he? And, you know, he, know, he knows that really we've got to do a job on him, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. I don't know about knowing about Chorley in 86. Though. I, don't, I don't even know. Was he born then? I don't know. <laughs> Probably not. Probably not. But anyway, Dean, once again, it's always a pleasure to have you on the podcast. Thanks for your time uh, this evening. And we look forward once again to having you on soon. Okay, top man. Cheers, Cheers buddy. Ta-ra, mate. Bye-bye.